anytime I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I imagined that Dracula was like right behind me. Specifically like, Dracula? I don't know if every time it was Dracula, but a lot Dracula. Bella Lugosi with that cookie-eating grin? <laughs> yeah. Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And we are back with more listener stories, experiences that you out there have had and so generously wrote up and sent into us to share with everybody else. We're getting enmeshed in the purity of your true paranormal experiences. That's right. In advance of our appearance this weekend, Kristen. Whoa! At a large event at the Jersey Devil Fable Festival. Mm -hmm. uh, so that means that as this episode drops, if you're listening to this show on Friday, tonight, come see us at the film festival at 730 the big stuff for us tomorrow. Yeah. We've got a table from 12 to 6. This is in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And then at 3 o'clock, we're going to leave our table yeah. to do a live Guide to the Unknown. That's right. I think it might be at our table. Okay. Well, then I'm not sure. Well, I'm but anyway, leave. it will be happening. <laughs> I'll leave the table anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Head to uh, Jersey Devil Fest for more or stay tuned to at GTTU Pod. We'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on. Yep. And this is completely free. It's in Asbury Park, New Jersey. We are just one part of a larger festival yes. with vendors and cool events. I know that there is a cryptid themed cornhole like uh tournament going on or something yeah um it should be really fun yep absolutely so yeah. uh drop on by see us in person yeah asbury park new jersey may 6th mm -hmm. 2023 3 p.m eastern live guide to the unknown yeah. okay here we go okay so Kristen, you've compiled again more listener stories sent in from people yeah you know some of these may have been sent in a while ago but mm -hmm. we i.e you keep everything in a in a master vault yeah and so uh, here's the first one that we're going to talk about, which comes to us from Emma. Mm -hmm. And it starts lovely, uh, a lovely opening with, I know. Hi, Kristen, Will, Allie, Ryan, baby Zoe, and puppies. I know. Thank you. At the beginning of the pandemic, I got a job at a historic mansion built in the mid-1800s and with a massive addition put on in 1901. This place was fully decked out in the Gilded Age style. As to be expected of a mansion built at this time by one of the wealthiest men in the country. Of course, the beauty and the opulence made, all, made it all the more eerie when the mansion was closed to the public due to COVID. And I had to spend eight hours at a time alone in the building. Wow, that's a weird... I never thought about that yeah. as a, a side effect of the COVID shutdowns is that people had to be alone in haunted mansions. Right, that is a strange circumstance to find yourself in. Yes. It was late winter with not many daylight hours. So as I walked the house to make sure all the lights were turned off and everything was in order, I literally had to use a flashlight to make my way back through the dark house to my office. It's like Luigi's mansion. Yeah, you're right. Now... I've been a horror buff since I could walk, so yes, I do think I was primed to be afraid of a huge dark house with creaky floorboards, but that doesn't fully explain some of the things I personally experienced in the house. Nearly constant footsteps above my office in what used to be the servants' quarters. They went on for so long that eventually I tuned them out, and they're also confirmed by co-workers, mm. so footsteps overhead tinkling chandeliers in a room down the hall from where I was. 
Oh, there's no other tinkling events. Me too. Horrible vibes on the third floor. I'm talking blood-curdling bad feelings, also confirmed by coworkers. Do not dig a rancid vibe. A slamming door on the third floor when I was alone in the house, <laughs> and also on the second floor. The smell of men's cologne hanging in the dining room. This is scary. This is a lot of things. It's a lot of stuff. But like I, each one, I guess you hear a slamming door. I don't know. I'm so primed personally to yeah. be like, I don't know, houses settle and stuff. So a door. Totally. I guess a door slamming but implies be, some force. Yeah. And being by yourself and all of these things taken together. True. That's so creepy. Yeah, that's true. The smell of men's cologne hanging in the dining room for nearly 10 minutes confirmed by a coworker. That one's weird to me too. A scent out of nowhere. That's one that we've. I've experienced that. Multiple oh. times. Wait. Yeah. Remind me. Um, I don't know. There's not really any big story to it, but at least, I don't know, three or four times over the last handful of years, I have all of a sudden, it's not the same perfume, but I've smelled like a perfume smell. And I, each time, because we were doing the show, I'm, I've had this stuff in my mind. I was like, I froze. And I was like, okay, is anything on me making this smell? Ah, so you if I to, move, yeah. is it gonna, is there like a puff of something from like laundry or whatever? Like I was trying to make sure that I like knew all the conditions and was trying to explain it and just like seemingly from nowhere. That's interesting. I, I really don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> but even so, same deal. Like I even though I experienced there's still part of me where it's like, there must have been something going on. I know. I is just... there some such a thing as like an olfactive there is. hallucination? You oh, think you smell something. Yeah. yeah. But like, um, you know, there's like clairvoyance, right. whatever, clairsentience, like all these, it's your senses picking Nasal up on voyance. things. I guess. I can smell ghosts. I don't know. I, I'm really not sure, but I have experienced this. Haley Joel Osment <laughs> just saying, I smell dead people. <laughs> I guess I do. Uh, so back to the story from Emma, mm -hmm. this doesn't even touch the experiences my coworkers, volunteers, and visitors to the mansion reported. I could write about my experiences in more detail and include some of their stories for future listener stories. If you would like, like, yes, I do. Uh, yes, by December please. that year, all staff at the mansion had been laid off. And let me tell you, I was relieved not to have to go back. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Th these are some interesting, like economic Yes. Factors with a haunted place. Right. COVID locked you into a haunted mansion and then you were laid off. But there's a silver lining that you don't have to go to a haunted house all the time. Right. There's it's a crazy. lot of context involved here. That's interesting. Yeah. Boy. All right. So I'm going to read us the next one. Why did I not take their name from the email? I'll put it in not here. Not pleased with myself. Insert subject name here. <laughs> Cammy. Smooth. Okay. Uh, they wrote, my husband and I met you both at a horror con last year. We're also from New Jersey. Hey. Hey. You guys were so funny and gave us free candy bars and the magnet for your podcast. Oh, we're, well, we're, gonna be we're doing the same again. thing. I stocked up our candy bars, which we brought to this horror con, I guess, a couple of years ago now at this point. We will have full-size candy so that we're like the best house on the block that you go to. Mm -hmm. And not only did I get a variety box, I also chose myself some other multi-packs that I thought would be good. Snickers. We like Snickers. Sure. Yep. Hershey's cookies and cream bars. Ooh, that's a big one. And something of a rarity. Exactly. And then I think the multi-pack has like Reese's, Dynamite. maybe Twix. And original Hershey's. We'll butter you up, everybody. Yeah, don't we're we're, we're halfway to Halloween. Mm -hmm. I think it's time for some uh, spring summer yeah. trick or treating at the Guide to the Unknown table at the Jersey Devil Fable Fest. Absolutely, and we are not above bribery. No. 
Okay. So, uh, funnily enough, I had completely forgotten about it meeting us until months later and started listening, started listening back. And I love the podcast. I'm constantly cracking up. You guys are super entertaining. Thank, Thank you. you. I usually take that out of these, but I guess I love to no, keep it. That's okay. great. Uh, anyway, not the reason I'm emailing you. I was listening to the podcast, Oldest Episodes First, and came across a story about haunted New Hampshire slash Vermont, and it reminded me of this. A couple years ago, my husband and I went to New Hampshire, one location being Loon Mountain Resort in Lincoln, New Hampshire. The building is a typical ski resort with multiple stories. Our room wasn't anything fancy, just a living room, small kitchen, bedroom, bathroom, and a small loft upstairs with another bed. The vibe was a little weird and uncomfortable. We're both sensitive to energies, but didn't feel anything too crazy, but we just knew something was off. My husband went out on the balcony for a couple minutes, and I heard a ton of noise coming from above our room. I thought, cool, the people above us are going to be super loud. Then I thought nothing of it again for the remainder of the night. The next afternoon, we were driving to our next destination, and my husband joked about how strange the resort and our room was. Just the overall vibe was a little spooky. We both simultaneously were like, that place was effing haunted and so relieved we were leaving. Then he proceeded to tell me that the night before, after I went to sleep, he was up for a couple hours watching TV next to me in our bedroom. The bedroom door was halfway open and he had direct sight into the kitchen where he saw something standing in the doorway and walked towards the loft stairs. After a couple minutes, he got up and checked to see if anything was there and he found nothing. After a couple of minutes? I I mean, I could see lying there and being like, I'm not seeing anything. I didn't see what I think I just saw. Yeah. Right. I'm sure I would do the same thing where I'd be like, this isn't just trying to rationalize it. Uh, yeah. He got up and checked to see if anything was there and he found nothing. After he told me this, I was so relieved because I felt creeped out the whole time we were there and that validated how I was feeling. I happened to bring up all the noise that the upstairs neighbors were causing. And that's when he told me that we were on the top floor of the resort. There was no additional story above ours. So needless to say, haunted loft. This email comes perfectly timed because we were watching World's Most Unexplained on Discovery Plus Season 1. The story was about a husband and wife, Betty and Barney Hill, who oh. were traveling through Lincoln, New Hampshire, and were abducted by aliens literally two minutes down the road from the Loon Mountain Resort. Yes, apparitions and aliens are totally different from each other, and I'm not assuming any kind of connection between the two stories, but I think there's something spooky about Lincoln, New Hampshire, and you guys would love the story. Right you are. Yeah. No, that's very interesting. We just did the Barney and Betty Hill story. I know. This came uh, before we had done that. So. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Right. I, um, I, I'm, in, I'm into this story. Yeah, me too. Right? I love a spooky hotel. It even made me think like like the the like I'm not saying that the the UFO abduction and this ghost are related necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, but it's like without ever knowing that we'll get a concrete answer about either aliens or ghosts. Like, yeah. hey, maybe aliens specifically come to visit places where energies you know, like what yes. if, I'm just positing something. I know, I know. It's goofy and off the You're wall, but like a fun thought. Yeah. What if aliens are specifically traveling to places because they have some sort of a way to take a reading about dimensional yeah. You know, maybe the dimension between the living and the dead, or maybe, maybe it's this time isn't... stuff, or ley yeah. lines, or whatever. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But listen, it's all unknown. 
Totally. We can we can fan theory that it's all connected. Why not? I think a lot of people do think that it's all connected. Really? And also, it's not inconceivable that maybe they have a different beat on this than we do. Sure. Maybe they have different technology that can kind of suss these things out better. Sure. Maybe it's an area of study for the aliens. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Do you know that in the 2016 Ghostbusters, uh, there was like a thing in the Sony email leaks where yeah. Paul Feig was like, maybe we're seeing ghosts from other dimensions. Mm-hmm. Maybe these are ghosts from other planets yes i am talking about ghost aliens so it's like because they they encounter like a winged demon at a rock concert and it's like what is that a ghost of a person yeah i know that is weird what are these things that the ghostbusters fight they're not human ghosts i know what are they i don't know what they are i know we've talked about this on the show before i think we've kind of posited and other people to have too that there's some people are somehow changed yes i once they've crossed over. Yes. I you know posted I, mean? I posted a thing on our TikTok uh-huh. as well. And yes, on Instagram yes. a little short about how I do believe right. that in the world of Ghostbusters and some other things, Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. Casper, <laughs> um, <laughs> that like when you die, your physicality, imagine that like, you know, uh, we, you know, we're humans, right? Yeah. So we've got the same physiological shape more or less as each other. Right. Right. Um, but once you die, if indeed there is a soul, it's yeah. no longer bound by the human form. Right. So you could what look might like what your soul looks like. Exactly. And what does a soul look like? I'm not sure. Maybe it is yeah. a completely different shape. Maybe it is, a, a, maybe a ghost is over the course of time losing that sense of humanity. Right. Right. And so it starts to, like in Haunting of Hill House, there's a man who's the tall man ghost, the greatest ghost in that series. Yeah. And he's like nine feet tall. Mm -hmm. Is that that he's like forgetting what it was to be human? Yeah. There's something in that series as well about like maybe he became tall because in life he was very arrogant. Right. And so he would walk tall or something So it's like like a physical representation of that. Yes. And I think that Ghostbusters ghosts operate on a similar thing, but they turn into more like Muppets. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, What would you be? Oh, God. I would be an Ann Getty's baby. What's that? (laughs) You know know that photographer (laughs) who would put babies into like, um, you know, like a flower or whatever and take pictures of them and sell calendars? I would probably be, yeah, like a baby in the middle of a flower. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I would just be a floating mouth. Yeah. Right. Whether or not that's talking or eating, I'm not sure. Right, maybe, right. maybe I'm Slimer. I guess I'm a Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I've got a little Slimer to me, too. I think the baby can speak to that. Now, there's there's one other thing from that story that I want to ask you about. Because mm-hmm. I've taken for granted that so many people talk about picking up vibes in a place. Yeah. Bad vibes. Yeah. And I'm so familiar with that in paranormal stories. Mm-hmm. That is, I've never once picked up on a vibe like that. I don't catch a vibe. Is that a defect in us? Potentially. I don't feel an energy or go like, this is a bad room. Is that like being an empath? Is that some sort of a clairvoyant power that we just don't have? I don't know. I mean, I think an empath is more people based. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what it would be. But I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, is yes, it like yes. a class of psychic that can. Maybe, kind of. Like, so, like how some people can, like, you know, they say they can see auras right. or whatever, but it kind of stops there. Yeah. For some people, like, yeah, maybe. I, yeah. But no, I certainly pick up, like, you know, most people can, like, vibes from people. Sure. I feel like I can. I definitely get vibes from people. I feel like I can read people very well. Which does not but... take long for me to go, like, ooh. Don't like you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah. to my detriment a lot of times that I just very, I don't know, I just hone in on it. But um, 
No, not from a space. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, I don't what know. can you do? All right. Our next story comes to us from Abby, and mm-hmm. they requested that we give a content warning, everybody. Uh, this story evidently involves uh, miscarriage and fertility issues. Mm-hmm. So feel free to fast forward if uh, if you need to. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Oh, I want to mention before we start, I looked. That last story came from Cami. Cami. Yes. Thank so you. thank you, Cami. Thank you, Cami. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, from Abby now. I gave birth to my firstborn son, Simon, in April this year. At four months old, he's already a character. He has a great sense of humor, if that's even possible for a baby. Yeah, definitely is, Mm -hmm. I think so. And everywhere we go, he is known for his full head of hair that sticks straight up three to four inches from his head. Zoe was bald for two years. Yeah, that's I, I love that. Uh, when he was born, this connection between us was kind of creepy. Like in the, I had no idea people could be this connected kind of creepy. Our moods and other functions were synced. It really makes me think about the quote, mother's intuition. It is this innate and mysterious thing at the same time. Pregnancy is creepy in its own right too. After Simon was born, I recall thinking to myself when I was alone in my hospital room, holy crap. I'm finally fully alone in my body. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that is a crazy thing. There's like a I'm whole sure. psych. And listen, I I was never pregnant, mm-hmm. but there's a whole psychological thing at play with a human growing. How could there you. not be? Yeah, and then the eeriness of that statement hit home before the soul crushing need to hold my newborn overtook me. Okay. So maybe I wasn't one of those women who thought pregnancy was one of the most beautiful experiences a woman could have. In fact, I was known to do an improv set where I was billed as a duo, a two-person team. And my pregnant butt would waddle out onto stage and ramble about how pregnancy is basically living in a body horror film. Think Rosemary's Baby. And not Rosemary's lou- Booty. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole different kind of movie. <laughs> and not lounging in a field of flowers and feeding woodland creatures. Side note. I call this duo team one too many spleens. A bit irrelevant, but I thought it would make you guys smile. One too many spleens. It did. I digress. The truth is that I had an odd experience with a psychic years before my son was born. In 2018, I went with my husband and brother-in-law to Universal Studios. While waiting for a show in Hogsmeade, we came across a woman doing psychic readings for the park. How could we pass it up? We thought it could be fun to see how much she got wrong. They... What is this like a person or I? I guess I, I don't know. We certainly didn't see that when we went to Universal. It's like somebody dressed like uh, Madam. Yeah, what is her name? Um, glasses. I know Trelawney. Yes, from Harry Potter. Uh huh. Well, she told me that there was a spirit of a little boy hanging around us. She said that he was quite the character and was making her laugh. She then s- she said that or was she laughing? He's making <laughs> me laugh right now. Right. I'm laughing. <laughs> He is quite the character. He's, maybe she was saying that he's not funny. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah, he's really quite the character. Yeah, he's hilarious. Maybe it's like uh, that lady Jerry dated on Seinfeld who didn't laugh at any of his jokes. He just, she'd just be like, that's funny. And he's like, oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> it's driving him crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, she then said that he is waiting to be born and that he has been hanging around us for a while. She said that he is excited to meet us and to be our son. He will wait, she told us as she took my hand in both of hers. Wow. This is real personal. This is heavy. This yes. is a lot for, while you're waiting for the Hogsmeade ride or whatever. I also think as a, look, I'm coming from the perspective that this person wasn't actually psychic. I feel like you never go out on a baby limb like no, that. No, no, It can no. be so sensitive and painful for people. Good God. Like, I was, the hell? I was, uh, 
I, God, I, I, so a, a long, long time ago for work, I went to India. Mm-hmm. And so we're all, all our coworkers, we're basically like in like a little pod together where we're around each other 24 seven. Yeah. And there was one person in that pod that clearly just didn't socially mm-hmm. mi- mix well with the rest of us. And one day at lunch, he turned to my boss who had just gotten married. He went, so when, when, do you think you're going to have babies? Are you going to try to have babies? <laughs> like said it all weird and stuff. <laughs> and my boss just shot a look at me real quick. Like this is, that was, it's not just me, right? That, that's strange. Not right? Yeah. But it's like a captive audience. Like you can't yeah, go anywhere. Right. I'm, I'm around the globe <laughs> from home. <laughs> I can't get away. With only peanut butter and bread and you're safe. Hey. No, I know. It's just funny. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He will wait. She told us as she took my hand in both of hers. He will wait for you to be ready. He wants this to be perfect. She finished by saying that she was getting the months March or April. Oh, I was taken aback and not impressed at this prediction. One look at the group and you could tell none of us had kids. Besides, due to a medical condition, it was recommended that I didn't try to get pregnant until things improved. So I laughed off this information for a few years until I found out I was pregnant. Unfortunately, this pregnancy lasted the entirety of the last season of Game of Thrones. Got the pregnant, the positive pregnancy test the night of the season premiere, lost the pregnancy the night of the series finale. To this day, I won't let anyone complain about how bad the finale was. Yo, mm-hmm. hey, I totally get that. Yeah. Our 2016. That was so annoying. It was the year, 2016 was the year that everyone <clears throat> was like, Carrie Fisher died? Thanks, 2016. Yeah, and like, you know, Trump was elected, and like, just there was a whole it was bunch a bad of year, but... 2016 stuff, but like, you know... Our sister and dad die within two months of each other in 2016. And then I had to keep reading these memes of people yeah. being like, 2016 is the worst, am I right? Yeah, we like, were like, yeah, oh yeah. You're right. That was it's terrible bad. for you. Uh, my husband and I were devastated. I was a, It was a comfort to think that though something went wrong with the embryo, the same soul was waiting for the right time. Our baby was waiting for us. The next time I became pregnant, I was a nervous wreck. Definitely not up to baby showers, nursery design, or even looking at names. But I knew in my core I was pregnant with a boy. And when it came time to think of names, we found that only one would do. Simon. Once Simon was safely born and in my arms, I began to think about what the psychic had said. He is definitely funny. And that hair makes him look like a cartoon baby. I almost didn't send this in because there wasn't anything supernatural, uncanny, or creepy about a psychic giving general descriptions of a baby to a couple of childless millennials. But then the topic of spirit babies came up on my For You page on TikTok. Never heard of this. I didn't. Me neither. Apparently, spirit babies are souls waiting to be born. Basically, someone's future child. The video mentioned that they chose their parents and hang around them before pregnancies even occur. Some mamas even dream about them. Some know in their hearts that the spirit baby is waiting for the right time. They may also try to communicate to their moms. If a woman knows deep down what gender the baby is or a name comes out of nowhere, then that is the spirit baby communicating. I thought these were just coincidences that I was experiencing and now I'm not so sure. A quick goog shows that this topic is popular with demographics that are struggling with miscarriage and infertility. Uh, The concept interests me due to my experience, but I may be really biased. I'm interested to know what you think. Fascinating. Right? I thought that was really interesting. Thank you very much uh, for this story, Abby. Yeah. Uh, That, yeah. I, I, listen, that last line I think is, is very 
telling and and pretty much speaks to my gut reaction mm-hmm. but i'm always typically the the skeptic yeah here. a quick goog shows that this topic is popular with demographics that are struggling with miscarriage and, for, and infertility yeah of course because it's comforting the idea that maybe there's you know, your baby out there somewhere and they're waiting for this perfect moment for whatever reason that you can't understand, yes. but that everything is going to fall into place. They're just waiting. Yes. And this is know? where it's like, I, where I always think about like folklore and paranormal topics as being, uh, helpful. Right. They can be really comforting. Comforting. Mm-hmm. Life is goddamn hard. Mm-hmm. And if there is, uh, something that can make you feel like there is some other, hand on the wheel right. than just random chaos mm-hmm. and it and it helps you sleep at night and helps you you cope with everything we've talked about this before like i yeah. I, I don't believe in ghosts and stuff and I, I wish i could but like if it works for you then it works for you it can be true for you Absolutely. without needing to be true for the universe let's say yep i i firmly i firmly believe that reality can sort of be what you will it to be yeah. And that can be your story. That can, that can just be what what worked. Yeah. That, that's a fascinating notion, though. The, the the spirit baby concept. Right. Where it's like, uh, like for people that, there are plenty of people out there who don't want kids. Yeah. And yeah, I like, don't. I imagine them being like, hey, oh, wait, hey, hey, get away from me, spirit yeah, baby. Yeah, if there's a spirit baby around me, like, no disrespect, but yeah. it's not happening. Fly swatter in your head. Get <laughs> Get away from the spirit, baby. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I love, especially because my soul is an Getty's baby. Yeah, maybe go. that's why it's drawn to me, even sure. though I don't want to have kids. But Could yeah, um, no, that is that is a funny concept. Yeah, it, it's definitely this is definitely pretty pretty interesting mm-hmm. and and kind of heavy, but also kind of yeah. sweet. Yeah, I thought so too. And again, at the end of the day, there, there's there's too much that yeah. can go wrong in the world mm-hmm. to not to not want to buy into something that that helps you sleep yeah find things that make you feel good absolutely and from a slightly less skeptical standpoint there's all kinds of stuff that we just don't know about so you know who the hell knows basically yeah and if it's helping then i'm all for that absolutely but yeah very interesting that professor trelawney out there yeah i know (laughs) somebody at at harry potter world clocked it yeah right but here's the other thing she could see the spirit baby the way that we can't feel the vibes totally yeah here's here's something else though like Mm -hmm. professor trelawney like what are you doing oh i know terrible idea so for some people, right? Like, and this is where it's like, like everybody's got their own like flavor of life. Like mm-hmm. for some people, like how can you not think of that is really my thing as well. Like once somebody says that to you, even if you are a firm non-believer, oh, yeah. it's such an unusual thing. Like, don't worry. Like mm-hmm. the baby will come when it's, I, I think about adults saying this to me all the time when I was younger, mm-hmm. not about babies, but about anything where they will be like, don't worry, little guy. When yeah. you're older, you'll get it. Yeah, right. What I'm saying to you or like what you're telling me, I, I had like a dude at like TGI Fridays that was like, listen, you, you, you'll understand why I'm such a like conservative blowhard idiot when you're older. Okay. Yeah. You'll get there, junior. Right. I just want to be like, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think I will. And you're, you're a moron for insisting that you, your viewpoint is inevitable. Yeah. You've got the way and I just haven't gotten there yet. But it's hard you don't, you don't, you can't just like stonewall when somebody tells mm-hmm. you who you're going to be or what's going to happen to you. Of course, you never know. It just reverberates in your head. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. 
All right, so let's go to a story now from Nicole mm-hmm. um, and her siblings Kip and Chelsea, who Nicole says that we are dead ringers for looks-wise and our dynamic as a sibling duo. What's happened, Nicole? It's me, Kip. Yeah, and me, Chelsea. <laughs> okay, so Nicole says... We grew up in Southern California in what we believe to be a haunted house, though I would definitely identify as a fellow celebratory skeptic. Yeah. The house belonged to my grandfather who passed away last year. And it had been home to one member of my family or another since it was built in the early 60s. We just sold it last year as part of executing my grandfather's trust. Part of our family's backstory is the sudden loss of my grandfather's first wife, a lovely woman who we referred to as Aunt June. I'd never met her as she passed away 20 years before I was born. She, she tragically and unexpectedly died of a brain aneurysm in 1963 while washing dishes in the kitchen, yeah. leaving behind two children under four and leaving my grandpa a single dad in his early 30s. Oh, my God. This took place in the kitchen of the home I would grow up in, I would grow up in 25 years later. Living in the home in the 80s and 90s, my family and I often heard toilets flush and faucets turn off and on by themselves, almost always when we weren't in the room. This was such a frequent occurrence, it became automatic to say, Aunt June's here, when we would hear unexplained running water. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Faucets and the... I'm I'm primed immediately to make a toilet joke about you. Of course. But... She she died while washing dishes, mm-hmm. and now weird water. Yeah, she got events. like a water connection. Yeah, that's interesting. Like moaning Myrtle. <gasps> there are a lot of Harry Potter references in this episode. You're right, my God. Yeah, down with turfs. Yeah, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay. One of the more eerie experiences took place when my siblings, cousins, and I were having a living room camp out. Very fun. Love that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, When I was about 11 or 12, we woke suddenly when we heard the piano playing loudly and discordantly in the middle of the night. Assuming it was our ancient cleft lip, dark gray cat, Freddy, interested in Freddy. I can picture Freddy very clearly now. (laughs) Uh, Walking on the keys, we sat up to call our pet over. Seeing that Freddy was not near the piano, I can remember my body reacting with an instant cold sweat and stomach dropping feeling. We looked around the room cautiously, afraid of what we might witness, only to see Freddy sleeping atop our dining room table on the opposite end of our living room area from the piano, about 20 feet away. My siblings and I still feel uncomfortable talking about that memory, because the feeling of it wasn't a spooky thrill, it was chilling. It may sound cozy and kind of cute, but it didn't feel that way. I wish that I could recall it as a fun, ghostly mystery. That's sort of like the classic, like, oh, it's the cat. (gasps) It's not the cat. Yeah. So what was that yeah Yeah. what the hell and also i totally i can't think of like an event that i you know directly relate to this with but the idea of like yeah this sounds on paper like it might have been like fun in one way but actually experiencing it like it sucked yeah i i totally get that blue Mm -hmm. (laughs) blue goats i approve (laughs) Uh, most memorable, most memorably, when I was around 16, I was sitting at our kitchen counter doing homework and chatting with my dad, as we often did in the evenings when he prepared dinner or washed dishes. He was leaning against the counter in front of the sink when the faucet handle moved on its own, moved up on its own, allowing the water to flow. We locked eyes. I'm sure our expressions were mirror images of fear and astonishment. As often as we'd heard plumbing anomalies from the other room, none of us had ever witnessed it visually. We broke our gaze and looked back at the faucet, watching as the handle was pushed back down, shutting the tap again. Keep in mind, the spot where my dad stood in front of the sink was the very spot my Aunt June had left this world so many years earlier. My dad and I talked about everything and were extremely close. 
He had shared a handful of his own childhood spooky experiences, including seeing a bell-shaped UFO above his home while playing in the front yard and watching a ghostly figure pass repeatedly across the open bathroom doorway while he was bathing as a kid. Oh, my God. I know. I don't want that at all. You're in a very vulnerable position. Hyper vulnerable. You're in there trying to get clean and ready and then a ghost is strolling back and forthy? No. Get clean and ready faster. Just start scrubbing faster. Get this done. I got to get out of here. I don't need this. Mm Mm-mm. Despite this, my dad and I never spoke again about what we saw that day. I think the surrealness of that moment was too eerie to revisit. We genuinely didn't know what to do with what we had both, what we had both witnessed. After so many years of referring half-jokingly to June and our obsession with her home's plumbing, it was deeply unsettling to bear witness to what might have been confirmation that this was, indeed, not a joke at all. We lost our father several years ago, and I still regret that we never revisited that odd, unsettling, perhaps haunted moment we had together. Mm. Our family lore is, of course, that Aunt June stayed in the house where she had left her young family so many years before. Looking back on these small, quotidian happenings, it strikes me that there is uh, that it is their very banality and subtlety that lend them credibility. There was nothing over the top or undeniable about what we experienced. It was just consistent, enduring, and just barely over the line of easily explained. Wow. This is like a Wowie char- this, 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 this story should actually be on like some sort of an NPR. I know. Nicole, this was like really, really well written and well expressed. Yep. I felt like I was like there and very relating for parts. Absolutely. That was awesome. I, I also love the idea that like, because like so many people seem to to ingest or digest you know haunting mm-hmm. concepts as like all right well the the toilet just gurgled again and yeah. june is here everybody like a playful sort of thing yeah oh, the faucet just sort of like turned on or whatever but the idea that they're just both standing there and the faucet handle lifts right and then falls and they don't it's like the cat thing where you're it? like wait wait a minute it's not a joke right what do you do what do you, what do you know. possibly, I don't know. I guess you just, in the moment I completely understand just sort of like shutting down your brain is just like, what? And even the and ghost of Aunt June happened. must be like, I, I thought you were all cool with this. I, yeah, you've been laughing about this for years. You know, you seem like you're reacting like this isn't fine. I know. Yeah. And that's, what's weird about ghosts too, where mm-hmm. it's like ostensibly that's a person, right? right? Like we experienced this when we did a ghost hunt and we, we released the, audio of a ghost hunt from last year like three hours of audio Mm -hmm. on a patreon yep uh but uh in that we both felt more compelled not to be like "Ooh, it's a spooky ghost but more be like let's take it at face value they're saying there's a person in this room that we just can't see right so why don't we just speak to them like a person right but like once you see something impossible happen the faucet moving how can you not be i don't know shaken about what reality might I know, I know. We talked about it before, yeah. but it, it would bend the fabric of reality. Absolutely everything. So yeah. I'm sorry, Aunt June. This was cute when we <laughs> didn't have confirmation, but it feels like we just got confirmation of and a ghost. And now I don't know what anything means. And I'm not supposed. To, uh, yeah, I have to like question everything I thought I knew about the universe. <laughs> right. Wow. What a story. Really awesome. That was really wild. All right. Well, we're going to move on to uh, our next tales in just a moment. But first, I mentioned Patreon. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into it, everybody. Yeah. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. It's the best way that you can support this show and get more if that's what you aim to do. Yeah. Uh, Here every week, we, we put out a free podcast without fail. I mean, with We're a big here. asterisk, we might, we might fail someday. I don't know. You know. 
But uh, over on patreon.com slash GTTU pod, there's like a mirror universe. Yeah. Because similarly, we do a different podcast every single week. It comes out every Monday Mm -hmm. and you can get it if you back us. We've got a number of different tiers. Most of them will get you different configurations of shows, whatever fits for you. But at the end of the day, every single week, we're dropping a brand new episode of the Netherworld Dispatch, where we are watching clips, where we're talking about unsolved mysteries, we're getting into the horror news of the day, or in the case of this Monday's episode, we are looking at Resident Evil 5 and 6. We've had a sort of like monthly campaign of looking at the Resident Evil game series. Uh, and uh, this past week, we decided, screw it, let's look at some of the garbage. Right. Some of Resident Evil, obviously, is like iconic and crushes. And then around Resident Evil 5 and 6, it starts to get a little uh, a little embarrassing. Yeah, and this, just so you know, this is friendly for Resident Evil dummies. I don't play this. I know nothing about right. it. So we're actually talking about the plot and story of it more than any gameplay stuff. So yeah. it's just kind of fun to a hear lot of monster what they've design. come up with. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we looked at some of the bargain basement. We dipped a toe into the Resident Evil movies. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow. What a woofer. <laughs> yeah, it was like the scene we watched was a total Matrix ripoff, yeah. like absolutely shamelessly. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty shocking. Pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, but that's patreon.com slash GTTU pod, and we mm-hmm. greatly appreciate it. Every yes. tier also gets access to our Discord, where there are hundreds of like-minded individuals talking about Everything under the sun. Yeah. So come have a good time. Uh, You can also, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Spread the word. Tell your friends. This, Um, I would love, I would love if we could get to a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. We're at like 840 something. No, more than that. We're at like 850 something. Even better. You have Uh even, you know, a shorter way to travel. That's right. But yeah, uh, that's a really, really great free, super quick way to support us that I would personally really appreciate. Yeah, let's get to a thousand. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's a little mission. Yeah. Guide to the unknown 1000. That's right. On on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Uh, And also, if you're listening to this in real time, then you know that tonight, Friday, May 5th, we're going to be at the Jersey Devil Fable Festival Mm -hmm. at the 730 Film Festival panel portion. Yep. And tomorrow, we're going to have a table from 12 to 6, but our live show is right in the middle, 3 Mm p.m. on Saturday, May 6th, 2023 in Asbury Park, New Jersey. We're doing Guide to the Unknown live in person. That's right. You you can go to jerseydevilfest.com to learn all about it, learn where to go, see who else is going to be there, because it's going to be a really good time. It's going to be a super good time. Yeah. I'm committed to making it a good time, no That's matter right. what. That's yes. right. Same here. The power of positivity. That's right. And uh, if I, if you may permit me on a couple of, of personal matters. Of course. Uh, I just teamed up with the podcast Tell Em Steve Dave for an episode this past week. That's awesome. Uh, Walt Flanagan uh, wanted to call it Will Rogers Radio Theater. So I've got my own spinoff yeah. on the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon, uh, and it is super fun. It's like an hour and a half long table read mm-hmm. of a radio drama that Walt and I wrote together, uh, and uh, it, it's goddamn hilarious. And it's getting 
boffo feedback online. People are tweeting about Will, tweeting at Will. It's very just, nice. like talking about how much they loved it. Um, it's awesome. It's super fun. Hopefully that means that we're going to be doing more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's patreon.com slash tell them Steve Dave. Uh, you can also hear a clip of that show on my website, themythtraveler.com, where I've also gotten back in the habit of being consistent with uh, uploading new stories. Yeah, you've so, been putting out a lot of awesome stuff. Elder Things uh, episodes three and f- or two and three are on my website right now. That is my little uh, Old People Stranger Things series. Mm-hmm. And a, a few uh, think pieces, one about AI. And yeah. as this episode drops, I should have one about Conan O'Brien and the writer's strike. Beautiful. So go check it out, themythtraveler.com. And if you want to support me over there, I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. But uh, that's just basically my little ecosystem to write fast stuff. Yeah. Because the machines of of the entertainment industry move slowly. Right. So while I'm working on some slow projects, mm-hmm. the MythTraveler.com should have some faster projects. Yeah. And of course, you know this is my main clubhouse oh. at GTTU Pod. Oh yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Let's get let's get back into some scary stories. Let's do it. All right. So this next story comes to us from Aaron. All right. Yeah. Aaron says, I believe this event took place in March or April of 2008. So this is a while ago, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. The school year was almost over and it happened in the lead up to the big move of the contents of an entire school. I was uh, to, to participate in that May and June. I was working as a substitute custodian for our local school district. Substitute custodians, much like substitute teachers, are not connected to any one school, but instead are sent out by the director of custodians to various locations, depending on who was sick or on vacation that particular day. I was asked to cover a split second shift on the night in question because more custodians called out than there were substitutes to fill in. This didn't happen often, but when it did, substitutes were just supposed to complete the most important tasks at one or more schools, removing trash, cleaning restrooms and water fountains, and securing the building and grounds. That's a lot of tasks. I know. For each school? Right. And when you're not expecting to have to do it, all of a sudden you have to do all that? They have to secure the whole building and grounds? I guess. Do you know how many grounds there are around a school? Seems like a lot of grounds. And by the way... Dummy kids like to go back to school after dark. That is true. They do. Playgrounds. Yes. Fields. They gravitate there. Also, I used to walk my dog Crumbs around the grounds of the high school here in town all the time. Locals. Now I am conscientious and I pick up his poop with a biodegradable poop bag and put it in the right place. But I would see poop sometimes that people didn't pick up. I like to un- so. unpack the right place. Was this like on the track, you know, hoping for some, you know, unwitting senior to step into a squish? What's the right place in your estimation? The garbage can, William. And sometimes my snack pack. <laughs> the right place. Just enough. Just a touch of ambiguity. Yeah, I would say it's just ambiguous enough. For me to exploit. <laughs> that night, <laughs> I worked four hours at a middle school and then headed to an elementary school to finish out the shift. This elementary school was about 30 minutes from town and an, in an outlying rural community. Though familiar with the town, I had never been to this school. Its name is very specific and I'm hesitant to name it here, so let's call it... Storyville Elementary. 
Before it had been repurposed for grade school, Storyville had been built as the area's first high school sometime in the early 1940s. The school was in the midst of another transition. The structure was slated to be demolished in late June so that a new modernized school could be built in its place. When you're the kids and you're like, this building's not going to be here and like right after we leave, that's got to be weird. I think that probably a lot of kids are like, let's beat the shit out of it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're probably right about that. Graffiti, mm-hmm. whatever else they do. <laughs> Who knows what these kids are <laughs> up to. When I arrived that spring night, it was evident that teachers were already preparing. Most of the decorations, extra toys, books, and furniture had been boxed up to be held in storage until the new classrooms were ready. I was met by the daytime custodian, Sylvia, who had been asked to start her day later so that she would overlap with me long enough to let me in and give me a tour. The school was dark, even with all of the overhead lights burning in the halls. It was a beautiful building, more suited to be a hotel, with wood paneling and carpeted halls. Carpeted halls? Wow. Than a school. What's the custodian going to do when somebody throws up there? You can't put the sawdust on the carpet, can you? Do you put sawdust on tiling, though? I think yeah. it is for carpet, right? Because it sops. But it sops from the tiling. But then you're if it's in the carpet, how are you going to get rid of the sawdust? It's just going to get into the fibers. I see what you're saying. I yeah, see what right? you're saying. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Got a problem? Get I guess you have to sawdust. get Carbona. Yeah, Hell yeah. Carbona. Yeah. Can we get sponsored by Carbona? Oh, God. I could talk about Carbona. I used Carbona today. I could talk about that for a while. Carbona is the greatest stain remover. Yes. Uh, use promo code GTTU pod. Give it a shot. You got to clean your carpets. I don't know, but it is. Yeah. It gets the job done. Yeah, Merlin threw up in mom's part of the house, so I took care of it. <laughs> oh, Merlin. Oh, shit. Okay. It's our mom's cat. Uh, this decor, however, seemed to absorb the light. I was assigned two hallways of classrooms, the cafeteria and the gym slash auditorium. The gym also contained two preschool classrooms temporarily housed beneath the stage as part of the demolition preparation. What? Yes, I know. I remember that now. I I don't know. Because I was covering eight hours of work in only four hours. What? (laughs) These were stretched very thin. Oh, my God. I was asked to follow normal split shift procedures. Remove the trash, clean the restrooms, etc., and be sure to clean the preschool space as normal. On a standard night, all rooms are swept and mopped. The vacuum, the rugs vacuumed. The desks are cleaned at least once a week. In lower grades, desk cleaning happens more often. Hmm. Because these two classrooms would need the most time and were located furthest away at the end of the wing in which I was working, I reserved them for last. About two and a half hours later, after taking care of the gym itself, I headed into the first preschool classroom. These classrooms were actually the backstage slash wings of the stage itself, access to the left and right of the elevated stage platform. Each room lay at the bottom of a very narrow set of stairs, narrow enough that I had to turn my shoulders slightly as I descended into the pitch black. That is too small. They must have been like, put the kids in there because only kids can go down these stairs. Yeah, they're small. They can fit through the stairway. The light for both rooms lay on the inner walls, around 30 feet across from the stairs. Of course, this lighting setup put me on edge. So yeah, you can see just into the room, then it's blackness after a few feet. It conjured every childhood, race up the basement stairs, fear. Despite a nagging prickle in the back of my mind, I finished the first room, hauled the vacuum and mop up the narrow stairs to use on the other room, and then descended to turn off the lights. 
My fear blossomed the second I hit the switch. I ran up the stairs into the dim and shadow-filled gym. Do you did you ever have that where you like are running out of the basement? You imagine like hands trying to Always. grab at your feet. Oh my god. Always. Oh my yes. god. I mean, I'm in my mid to late thirties. Yeah. I'm a gentleman of a certain age. Mm -hmm. I still think of that. Yeah. I don't I, know that I've generally gotten the the, the actual chill, the scary spooky feeling yeah. up my spine, but I, I still think about that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm never in a spooky staircase at home because it's so like... True, your house is like all finished. Yeah. yeah, and also like there's always someone, you know, like Ryan's there. like right there or like mom's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, when I was a kid, I did that all the time. Definitely from our basement. Uh -huh. Definitely anytime I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I imagined that Dracula was like right behind me. Specifically like, Dracula? I don't know if every time it was Dracula, but a lot Dracula. Bella Lugosi with that cookie-eating grin? <laughs> yeah, like just behind me with his arms outstretched all yeah. weird, like just about to touch my neck, and I just get just out of range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You always escape by like a hair. Yes, right? barely. Yeah. All right. The process of sweeping and mopping the final room calmed me. Things didn't take a turn until I was vacuuming the very large story time rug. Over the whir of the vacuum's carpet beater, I heard someone calling my name. Aaron! Aaron! I stopped and called back. Sylvia? I climbed to the top of the stairs and called again. Sylvia! She would have had to have at least stuck her head into the far gym doors for me to have heard her at all. I thought she'd gone home by this point, but she was the only other person who'd been in the building from the time I arrived. The gym was empty. The outside hall was dark. Just as I finished the rug, I heard my name again. Aaron! The tone was just as before. It had no real urgency, so I thought it must have been Sylvia looking for me to tell me she was leaving. Can't take a crack at it? Yeah. Aaron! 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 It's like not very urgent. No, that's too much urgency. Aaron! You don't get the good old-fashioned <laughs> ghosts anymore. Aaron! Screw! I know. That's what I was thinking. I was channeling that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you don't. You don't. Mm -hmm. Modern ghosts are too chill. Yeah. Weave in some of the haunting roars. <laughs> the the ghastly Yeah, they're just whispers. kind of like mad, like real life people are mad. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know? Absolutely. They don't have their own ghostly persona a lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was the only thing that made sense. I left the vacuum, crossed the gym, and set out to find her. I finally did, about 10 minutes later, finishing the office restrooms in the center of the building. My mind reeled. She was not ready to leave. She was still working. No one starts cleaning a set of restrooms and leaves midway to chat with a coworker and then returns to scrubbing toilets. You get it done. Still, I asked, have you been calling for me? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you and you came all the way back. Did, did you need something? She responded hesitatingly, with caution, not quite looking at me. Oh, you must have heard something else. I'm sure you didn't hear your name. I have been here, and it's just the two of us. It's late. The gym echoes. I didn't know how to respond. I started to get my supplies. I had to wind the vacuum cable, carry it up the narrow stairs, and lock the dark little classroom. I wouldn't like this one bit. No. What the hell was that then? No, I, even just the idea of like being in a school after... like Remember the environment. It's not just that this is a school right when it's dark yeah this is an improvised preschool classroom on a stage in a right. creepy little down and narrow stairs not only that the building is set to be demolished yeah so everything is packed up so it probably feels like all like a little like too cavernous. pristine yes absolutely as i unplugged and reeled the cord i tried to take calming breaths i felt like prey 
I worked to convince myself that it was the building. It was my childhood fear of the dark. But it was my name. Someone called my name. I'd been fine when I thought it was Sylvia. Knowing it was not changed the situation entirely. This was not the first time my name had been called by no one. No one I could see, anyway. It had happened before in a cemetery when I myself was in elementary school. I loved cemeteries, so my dad would find small, obscure plots in our area for me to explore. Both my dad and brother were with me that day, but neither of them heard what I heard. My name called from the wood line just beyond the last row of headstones. That time, long ago, I ran. I wanted to run now, but I didn't. I carried the vacuum up and descended to turn off the lights on the far wall. When the darkness fell, I turned towards the square of light provided by the open door at the top of the staircase. I was determined not to act like prey. I walked toward the stairs. I let out a breath as I climbed the first riser. As I hit the second, I heard my name called from behind my left shoulder, from the corner of the room. Aaron. Ooh, it's like it's like trying to catch you. Like it knows you're leaving, so it's trying one last time to get you. Mm. Just get your attention. Yeah. Oof. I accepted instantly that someone was speaking to me from the corner of the room. I had no intention of finding out who or what they wanted. As I ascended, the door started to swing shut, but I burst out, blasting the, ba the door back on its hinges. After a split-second decision, I ran through the emergency exit doors out into the side parking lot. My car was in the rear of the building. It had been next to Sylvia's, but now it was alone. <sighs> Ooh, don't like that either. I don't like it either. Oh, I don't like that at all. Mm -mm. Uh, I paced. My panic compounded. The last person on site has to secure the building. <laughs> this is bad. I know. Oh, it was 2008. God. I did not have a cell phone. I could not walk that building alone. I decided to call my supervisor, but to do so, I had to go inside to the school's office. I had to re-enter the building. That's so scary. The office... It was just felt so <laughs> unsettled. A hundred percent. This is... This is, this is great. I know. This is outstanding. Uh, the office lay off the entrance vestibule down a wood-paneled hallway. This hallway was lined on both sides with framed large black and white portraits of the school's first graduates. Along, so how old are they now? The school. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. It yeah. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. All right. The hallway was lined on both sides with framed large black and white portraits of the school's first graduates. I think black and white is pretty key there. Oh, really? They, well, no, they just might not have had color photography. Oh, yes, yes, so yes, long yes, ago. yes. Along with memorial portraits of those from the graduating class who had died in World War II and Korea. I felt every one of their eyes on me. Dozens of sets of eyes. The air in that hallway had substance. It had depth of shadow, but there was weight to it also like breathing warm fog. I called my boss, Mr. Owens, who listened quietly and told me to leave. <laughs> what does Mr. Owens know? What you hide, Owens? <laughs> yeah, he seems ah, to... Yes, 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 yes. Get out of the building. Get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Run and never look back. Run! <laughs> Flee! <laughs> Get out of there! <laughs> oh, shit. He would drive out and secure the building. He later told me I was not the only one to call in desperation, frantic, on the edge of spinning out from Storyville Elementary. Oh, God. I did go back to the school a few weeks later to help with the renovation. I spent nearly a month there, but only in the daytime. 
on the last day of moving out, the day before the school would be demolished by the bulldozers waiting in the parking lot, I made one last trip to the massive construction dumpsters. Hearing glass when I tossed my trash, I shifted several bags to discover four boxes of picture frames. Pulling one out and turning it around, I saw it was not just a frame. It was a portrait, one of the first graduates. Apparently, an earlier crew had thrown the boxes containing all of them away by mistake that morning. I called the school principal, who, after I argued for the need for their preservation, took the portraits home to protect them until the new school was ready. At least a year later, I worked a shift in the new building. I felt none of the fear or heaviness I had before. I was pleased to find the old portraits hung in a bright new hallway with other artifacts of the early high school we had found during demolition. Penance and school letters, a 1940s cheer sweater. I truly wonder if the fear I felt that night was the graduates' uh, fear not only that their building would be gone, but that they would be forgotten. I'm a historian now, and was deep into my training when this happened. Maybe they called out to me because I love the past, because I would fight to preserve what they found precious. This is how I rationalize what I felt that night. Because if I focus too hard on the feeling I had on those small, dark steps, my mind starts to spin out again. Holy guaca. It was the portraits Moly. calling to Aaron. Do you think so? Aaron. It was, it was one of the former Save graduates. Save us. Save me. Save me. Preserve me. <laughs> Say that. Yeah. Preserve my memory. Aaron. Aaron. That, listen, this is where it's like, listen, folks. You got to post these stories somewhere. I know that you just sent them to us and that, that we read them. That was great. Put that on, put that, put that on like the Reddit, no sleep, mm -hmm. you know, subreddit. Yeah. Like a Abby. That's insane. a freaky like, deaky like, story. That's a great story. Yeah. We also have a, um, we have like a scary stories channel in our discord. Yes, that's true too. Where people s share their scary stories. Yes. Yeah. Dynamite. Mm -hmm. Dynamite. What a great story, Aaron. I know. Whew. Well, I think we're going to finish it up with this last one from Katie. Yes. It's a shorty, but a sweetie. Not, you know, I love that. Absolutely. Okay. So Katie says, when I was around 10 years old, I was watching TV with my mom in the living room of my childhood home. And I remember the screen going black, like it was going to commercial. Then in the split second, while it was just black, I saw the face of what could only be described as a pioneer woman, <laughs> bonnet and all. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> How'd she get in there? Hello? You would think that she wouldn't be familiar with that technology. I'm stuck in this funny box. <laughs> Because, you know, sure, they say sometimes ghosts can move through, like, you know, electricity or whatever. Not a but pioneer she, woman. She doesn't know from electricity. Yeah. This funny, this funny buzzing feeling happened. I feel fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> Frowning and perplexed. Yeah. I feel fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. I told my mom, there's a lady looking at me in the reflection of the TV. My mom said, we'll just tell her, we'll just tell her hi. Oh. <laughs> mom, mom has always been into paranormal stuff as well. So what I initially took as a mom, just sort of like, you know, kind of like, like playing imagination off yeah. that it's a scary thing and just yeah exactly trying to normalize playing and, more into like you right. know it's just say hi to her and say hello no it's that the mom is into the paranormal is like this is what you do with ghosts like, well, yeah, but that's a good tactic too because if ghosts yes. are real again 
We've got limited ghost hunting experience ourselves, but again, our instinct was to just be like, you're a person. I was about to say just the same. Right? Yeah. Uh, Katie is with us right now watching oh live. Oh my God, this is amazing. We, um, we record the show live every week on youtube.com slash at GTTUpod. And Katie, the author of this story, is watching right this now. This is great, Katie. Hello, Katie. Thank I you very much. I feel fuzzy. I feel fuzzy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward a few years and my high school boyfriend and I were sitting in my room playing video games. This was probably around 11.30 p.m. or so. Nice. When just outside my window, clear as day, we heard someone singing opera music. <gasps> it felt like they had their face pressed up against the window singing. No. My boyfriend actually got in trouble that night for breaking curfew because he was too scared to walk to his car after hearing that. And what do you know? His mom didn't buy the opera lady excuse, LOL. I'm still good friends with him 20 years later, and we always joke about our spooky serenade. What oh the hell was that? my God. Same woman? <laughs> Window or TV? They're both Was glass. opera a thing yet in pioneer time? Maybe she's been catching up. <laughs> Maybe she saw it on TV. Maybe while she was in the TV. She was channel she surfing. She saw, like, Sabado Domingo. Yeah, she saw whatever. Susan Boyle. Uh, this is... You remember the movie Channel Surfing? No. Where um, married with three's company. What's his name? John Ritter. John Ritter. Yes, I do. He yes, I do remember. Sucked this. into a TV and he goes station after station. There's an under Wayne's Underworld. Yeah. It was a parody of Wayne's World where there were zombies. Right. Um. Anyway. Anyway, that's. I what was this, upset by this movie. It was a bummer of a movie. It, yeah. made, it made you feel like you needed to like take a shower. And yeah. Fall I really don't remember what happened, but I remember the feeling of like, Oh, I don't like this. I also felt that way about child. No, not child's play. What's it called? What was it? He had a rambunctious kid. It was John Ritter. He had a bad kid. Oh, problem child. Problem child. Yeah. Cause they lived in like a house that like had like no right edges. That, <laughs> it was like, like anything that was like toys. Life size toys terrible. was like, eerie as shit. There were life-size toys in Problem Childs? I think I so. Remember. I think that there was like, or just like some like, they go to like a Discovery Zone type indoor playground and it's like mm -hmm. way too 90s colorful and didn't feel realistic and it just makes you feel unhinged from reality. Yeah, I know. I like John Ritter, but he was doing some weird stuff yeah. in the 90s. Those yeah. were bad, they were upsetting movies to me. Sick. Sick stuff. Sick stuff. Also, famously, I had a dream about John Ritter and then the next morning I woke up getting ready for work. And I hear actor John Ritter died last night. What? Yeah, you know that. I've talked about it a million times. Maybe he was trying to reach out to you. I know. We were at a party together and he was talking to me. Only you can save me. <laughs> if you heed my warning carefully. <laughs> and then you don't I have just... long to act. And then you just roll over and squeeze your pillow. <laughs> Basically. More or less. Uh, okay. So. All right. Then, about 10 years after that, my folks had just moved out of that house, and I lived there with a new boyfriend, just the two of us. One night, I was washing dishes, and he was in his man cave on the other side of the house. I had some music playing in the living room with the remote for the stereo in the middle of the coffee table. All of a sudden, the music turned up so loud. It was so loud, I had to cover my ears while I ran to the living room to find the remote, and there it was, still in the middle of the coffee table, untouched. My boyfriend at the time came running out with his hands on his ears, screaming at me for busting his speakers. I was finally able to turn it down and explain to him what happened. So technology and music are happening to Katie here. Yeah, this is interesting. Pioneer woman in the TV. Which is which is a glass mm -hmm. rectangle. Singing out the window, which yeah. is a glass rectangle. And then stereo. Loud music 
from the glass rectangle. Well, but at no, least but there's still a Venn yeah. diagram of like technology there with the and TV. music. And you music, know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, music yeah, yeah. event, music event, technology event. Like technology there's a mix. Event. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. That's very weird. I still am thinking of the, in the back of my mind of that opera singer at the window. That I'm is still, crazy. I'm still thinking about I feel fuzzy. Because <laughs> I'm picturing like a pioneer who like doesn't yeah. even, she doesn't know how she got here either. Yeah, right. I'm supposed to be in the dust bowl. Right. I feel fuzzy. I feel fuzzy. And then a kid just goes, hi. <laughs> and she d blinks. Because her mother instructed her to. Right. Blinks out of reality. Like the pioneer woman was like, this is. I wonder where she ended up. This is puzzling. I hope she's okay. I hope she didn't end up on that subway car with that guy from Ghost. Oh, pushing pennies. Yeah, but I guess he could teach her about the deal yeah. of being a ghost. That's how they learn. Yeah. How else can <laughs> That's you? How ghosts learn. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow, well, everybody. Uh, you've done it. We haven't done it. You have done it. What an adventure. Thank you so much. And if you out there listening have a story that you would like to hear us tell on the show, even if you've already sent us a story, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Send them all. Please email us at gttupod at gmail.com. We would love to see them and we would love to share them with everybody else. It's super fun. And uh, yeah, we'll do it again soon. We still have more stories to go. Dynamite. And Katie in the mm -hmm. chat right now is saying, I've got so many more stories about that house that I need to send in. Bring send it out. Send them. We keep everything. Yes. We mm -hmm. are we are uh, little pack rats with all the stories that people send in to us. Yep, that's right. Uh, thank you all to to everybody who did send in stories, whether we read them today or yes. not. We greatly appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And thanks to everybody who enjoyed the show. Yeah. We hope you had a good time. Yeah. Check out patreon.com slash pod if you want to help support us and get a ton of shows in return. Mm -hmm. There's always more fun on the way over there. It's all spooky. It's all a good time. Yep. Uh, TheMythTraveler.com for all of my writing. Um, and uh, I worked on Tell Em Steve Dave this week for their Patreon, patreon.com slash Tell Em Steve Dave. Awesome. Um, and uh, you can also follow us online. Yep. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler, at GTTU Pod for anything you need to stay up to date with, like the fact that tonight we're going to be at the Jersey Devil Fable Festival. Yes. Once again, we're at the film uh, that on the actual panel at 7.30 on Friday as this episode drops. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow from 12 to 6, we've got a table. And at 3 o'clock, our live show. That's right. We would love to meet some of you. So please come out. It's going to be a really good time, it seems, even besides us. Mm -hmm. Asbury Park is an awesome area. It really is, yeah. Um, and it's all free. It's totally free, which yeah. is great. And we've got uh, we got uh, buttons and stickers and yeah, candy. Yeah, in fact, and you get stuff when you you're go. You're going to get it's stuff. It's free, yeah. but then we're going to give you buttons, stickers, and, and full-size candy bars. It's funny. You know that we have listeners like firmly like around the globe. I know. So we are talking about being in a very specific part of mm -hmm. New Jersey to come see us. So that's yeah. not going to be something that everybody can do. Of course not. But we would love if some of you are able to make it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a good time. And to the rest of you, maybe this show will appear someday on a feed. Yeah, absolutely. Who's, who's to say? Yeah. So thank you all once again. Have a great rest of your day, week, whatever. Uh, we'll see you next week for more spooky nonsense. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go we. Voila. Oh, yeah. Can you say it again? There it is. Oh. I'm going to frown first. I feel fuzzy.